I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, Sara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about domestic disputes. I'm lying, difference between domestic disputes and domestic yeah. violence. Yeah, we don't Just do the violence. Just to be clear, we don't do the violence part. <laughs> we do we be out here disputing things. <laughs> We dispute like a motherfucker. <laughs> Disputes have been had. <laughs> yep. Both the, we we married women that occasionally say, "Man, did this dude just did this?" Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and we and we say to them, "This bitch." <laughs> Thank you. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> We've all been there, man. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's a habitual line stepper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. I don't know. We were just talking about I'm in a move, and they say it's one of the most stressful things a relationship can endure is a moving from one place to another. Mm. It's a stressful thing, man. The kids are stressed out. Mm. I wish we could have just like left them with somebody for three days and let us like, but uh, the st- you could feel it. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, but the cure, as <laughs> Skip and I came. Came to the conclusion that what you got to do, just smash that shit out, man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so we did that, though, and I felt a little better. And then, you know, mm. keep smashing it out. Mm. Sorry, that's our advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we had a... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a game saver. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For in a lot of situations, yeah, man, get the you smash know? out, yeah. Uh, I I'll do it sometimes where I'm like, where if we're going through a patch where we kind of you know we start bickering about little things or whatever, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I'll just say it out loud. I'll just be like, you know what? I think part of my like just general frustration right now is that it's been too long since you and me fucked. Like, <laughs> like just say it straight up. <laughs> yeah, and and then immediately. It kind of changes the mood in the room, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You never know. Sometimes you just get the, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Girl, it's been yeah. too long, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta just get it on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do. says that I don't. I'm not the one who says like I think we need to fuck. Sandra says it. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? We need to. She doesn't say fuck, so like, she like, we need to have some intimate time. Maybe that's what we need. Right. I'm never going to say no. No. So, all right, I guess you, you might not. be. I'll be like, well, I don't know if that's true. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's try and see what happens. We'll see. We'll see if you're correct in your assumption. 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll just go one more time, maybe. We'll see if the second one works. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we started off lighthearted or whatever because we know mm. that this is gonna be a very heavy su- subject. Uh, sorry for those of you that were. I'm late. Like I said, we're moving, so we're gonna mm. just release everything. Like if you want to hear about uh next week's stuff then that's gonna come out next and then this week's stuff i had to be late just because i've been in a chaotic uh moving process the apartment is lovely for those of you that are wondering and mm. i'm uh, excited and we might have a fantasy champion it, we it appears that we do okay um i it's a little confusing right um let's get right to it we can say why well, because, you know, obviously because of the DeMar Hamlin situation from mm-hmm. the Bills, uh, Bengals game being sort of postponed. And mm-hmm. at this point, we'll we'll dive into it more when we get to that game in the, in the rundown at the end. Yeah. But as of right now, it's still very much a question mark as to when that game or even if that game will be played, mm. um, which clearly has a ripple effect on the playoffs, uh, the playoff seating as as well as, yeah. yeah, And, and as well as, you know, least importantly, in my opinion, it has an effect on fantasy football, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, the championship for the, the SVNFL, Mm -hmm. the main league appears to be decided primarily based on the fact that I don't think either one of the, participants in the championship game had any bills or Bengals in their lineup as far as I know. Um, So that one is, but in the relegation league, you had, you had bills and Bengals in those two teams for the championship. Okay. Uh, So that's a little confusing. I, whatever we'll, we'll get to that stuff later, but um, you know, I I think it's kind of, you know, again, like we said before we came on, it's like, it's a little weird to know how to even talk about this week, yeah. especially knowing what happened. But I guess the the goal is to essentially go through all the games as if we normally would. Yeah. And then given that the Bills Bengals game is the last game of the week, we will we will start to kind of dive into that in a little more detail when we get to that. Okay. Um so I mean, you know, we could theoretically start with um, the George Bulldogs being down by two touchdowns and coming back to win in the I SEC. I was sweating as I watched the, uh, the playback. We, we could start there. Yeah, um, we, we don't to. have to. I mean, it's no, technically not the NFL. Yeah. So I'm not even going to mention it. I don't even want to. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Uh, I don't want to talk about the fact that we have a chance to go back to back national champions um, at this point. I think really the poignant place to start would be uh, Thursday night football between the Cowboys and the Titans um, and how they, I mean, this was such a Cowboys uh, it, I, it had to overcome the mighty Tennessee Titans backups uh, for a 27 to 13 victory. Um, the Titans rested eight starters, nine, if you include, include, um, Malik Willis, which I guess, man, I guess you have to include him. uh, (laughs) This, this guy looked a little, oh no, but he was, uh, wasn't it boy, boy, boom, wasn't it? Who? The, the guy who started for the Titans. 
Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs, uh, that's what it is. Uh, mm. He looked pretty good at the beginning. Joshua Dobbs, which, uh, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, he falls into the category of my man from Alpharetta, Georgia. Let's go. Uh, he's been in the league since 2017. Are, are we going to do that? Like every time somebody's from Georgia too? I don't know what we, I don't know the grapefruit uh, <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> I feel like technically it shouldn't be a grapefruit. It should be a peach if we're going to talk about people from Georgia. <laughs> I feel like a peach would, well, I don't know, maybe it would fall apart, but yeah, I don't know. I'll jerk off with a peach later and let you know. <laughs> um, oh my God. You got to have a rotten peach. Uh, yeah, ripe. That shit needs to be ripe. <laughs> <laughs> ripe for the, for the sticking. Uh, but Joshua Jobs has been in the league since 2017, but this was his first ever start as a quarterback. Okay. Um, he was drafted by the Steelers, went to the Jags, back to the Steelers, then to the Browns, Lions, and then Titans. Um, but yeah, he, it, well, okay. I can go ahead and give you a little bit of a heads up regarding week 18. Uh, apparently the plan is that the Titans are going to start him for yeah. the final game of the season. Um, because he, he was able the, to, yeah, in a few days, he just came out. Yeah. He, he, he was able to do a lot of things that, that Malik Willis is, I mean, what, how many yards did Malik Willis pass for the last time? Did he didn't even break a hundred yards? I don't think so. It was like 79 or something like that. This guy had a lot of incomplete passes. He was 12, Dobbs was 12 for 39 for 232 yards. Um, but 232 yards is probably 200 more yards than you would get out of Malik Willis. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was now, in the pocket. He was seeing the field. He was seeing mm, it better, definitely, than Malik Willis. And I know that Jerry Jones, you know, he won't see it this way. But if I'm a Cowboys support, supporter, I, I'm a little nervous after this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they pulled away at the end. Yeah, Dak was 29 for 41, 282 yards, two touchdowns to Dalton Schultz. Um, but he also had those three consecutive drives in the first half that result, mm-hmm. resulted in turnovers. First was a fumbled snap and then back-to-back interceptions. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the Titans were only able to manage a field goal off of all of those turnovers, which is, you know, I don't know. I, I actually have more to say about this in the superlatives when we get okay. to the end. Uh, so I kind of hold it there, but the fact that the Cowboys needed a second half surge to beat the Titans B team is, um, would have me a little concerned. Um, but that being said, we can move on from this game, but I guess as we go, you know, cause we're, we're here trying to figure out where everybody's going to land. Uh, next week, as far as I know, a Cowboys win and an Eagles loss mm. will get Dallas the number one seed. Um, Titans v. Jags is a win and end scenario for week 18. Um, there is still some kind of a weird permutation where the Jags could 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 get a wild card spot if a bunch of other people lose. Yeah, but I don't it's so yeah. the scenario is so long I don't even want to think about it. Um, <clears throat> and also that game. Titans Jags has been flexed into Saturday night primetime slot. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna have two two Saturday night games this week. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, we can move on to um, you know it's very rare that the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Falcons win in the same week. Yeah, um, but you got much it, less. Man. 
much less in the same stadium. <laughs> there you go, man. That's good, man. In the same stadium. Maybe they um, left a little, little. Some, you know, I was hoping that the last there. time the Bulldogs were there, and that didn't work. Uh, because <laughs> because I think I said this the last time. Magic is not real. Sorry, children. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's go Falcons. We 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 rose up and we beat David Blau, the Cardinals' third string quarterback. Uh, at the, he was hanging in there though. At the precise moment where it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah. You know, Young Way Koo in the clutch, game-winning field goal. In uh, the only game of this weekend that had absolutely no playoff implications. The game was the absolute definition of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But we won. So so there's that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than, you know... <clears throat> I, I can say very quickly as a Falcons fan, looking forward to the next season, it's clear that we need a quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure that Ritter is it. Oh, really? Um, maybe he could develop into something. Maybe he's not. But if you have a shot to grab one of these guys in the draft, you grab him. You almost have to. Um, it, the the only real positive note I feel like I can take away from the season is is a combination of Drake London, uh, who who looks as if he's going to finish in the top three in rookie receiving yards. Yeah, he's, he's um, good. He makes some good catches. He can he does break tackles. He's, he's just ahead of my man, former Bulldog George Pickens. So you know that mm. must be good. Yeah. Um, but even more impressive, I have to say, the biggest surprise of the year has been Tyler Algier. This dude can ball. Yeah. Uh, and he looks like he's probably going to finish in the top two or three in rookie rushing. Um, just behind Damian Pierce, who, God, can you imagine if he didn't get hurt? Man. He, I mean. This rookie class was looking good this year. Yeah. And, and you know. Of skill players. And Kenneth Canine Walker the third too. Yes. Um, I think he's in the top three in rookie rushing too gotta be um anyway these two rookies that we have um you know a couple of great pieces and going into next year with a ton of cap space so you know go go build something falcons because it's it's been a minute since you since you did that um yeah that's that's all i have to say That'll be the last time I address it. <laughs> you know, we gotta get it. We gotta get it for his gump. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I was saying last night. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> moving on to the Lions and the Bears. Man, forty-one to ten. Lions beat the Bears. Man, um, Bears didn't it, stand a chance. If you ever wanted to know who would win in a fight between a lion and a bear, <laughs> we uh, found out. We we found out. Uh, this performance by Justin Fields was everything wow. that we have been saying about yes. this dude. Ten rushes for 132 yards, but only seven for 21 and seven 75 tw- yards in the past. 33 percent, man. And it's like, if you l- listen to the analysts talking about it, they're just like, oh, it's a dynamic player. It's like, what are we doing here, man? Mm. Seven completions. I, yeah. My receivers got to be like, man, fuck this good guy, man. I mean, the Lions blew the fur off of these bears at every level. <laughs> uh, Goff was 21 for 29, 255 yards, three touchdowns. Jamal Williams, for Christ's sakes, 144 yards and a touchdown. I think this guy leads the league in touchdowns this year. Insane. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, my man DeAndre Swift, former Bulldog, not a big deal, had 78 <laughs> yards and a touchdown plus a receiving touchdown. Yeah, that's when he was, um, I was like, here we go. I'm waiting on that. <laughs> that was hot. Yeah. Um, the Lions in a game that they had to have to keep their playoff hopes alive. I mean, they showed up early and often. Um, the Bears got all of their 10 points in the first quarter, and and mm. that was the it. That was it. And the Lions, the Lions basically went on to score 34 unanswered points. Um, a lot of people are, appear to be upset that the Lions-Packers game has been flexed into the Sunday night slot. Why? It'll be the it, Sunday. The the Lions-Packers game. Why will are be people last. upset about that? Well, because it's theoretically, as of right now, the Lions-Packers game kind of feels like a win and end scenario. But there's a very real case uh, that by the time this game is played, the Lions might actually already be mathematically eliminated. Oh, okay. So he, the but way they it go shakes... with excitement, like that's gonna be a good game. It's not like they're gonna sit everybody. But uh, I guess implications makes it more fun. I mean, as much as Dan Campbell has already said, we're either playing to get into the playoffs or we're playing to spoil. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're playing the spoiler role. That being said, if you're smart, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you got you're going to play all your best players in the fourth quarter of a game that you know won't get you into the playoffs. Knowing they, that if you, it, knowing that, I, I think you're right. I do think I actually think that you're right. <laughs> they, uh, um, the players do. They want to show here's, uh, rivalry too. This true. is why they do this on the so, last week. They put rivalry games. <clears throat> that's a good point. Um, so the way this shakes out in week 18, the Lions need to win, mm-hmm. but they also need a loss from the Commanders and the Seahawks. Oh, that's two teams that'll give you one. Sure. Um, the ref's going to make sure now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. as far as I know, that's 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 the breakdown of – of how that would work. Um, I, I'm actually more upset because I just want to see that game and, and it uh, prime okay. time is going to make it harder to see. But also I think, you know, for us, I think a lot of people over here, especially in Europe, you know, when you look at European <clears throat> soccer, the last game of the season, everybody plays at the same time. Mm. Everyone. Because yeah, but you don't want, you don't, the- Oh, you don't want people fucking around. You don't want anyone to know what's happening in it. Right. You know what I mean? And that, I realize that that might be logistically impossible for the NFL. I don't know. Um, They want eyes all day. That's what they want. Correct. You're right about that. But also, there's also the playoffs. And the thing that I despise about football here is that you could know three games out who won. The league. That is annoying. That is the mm. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The relegation battle is usually the most exciting thing That's about fun. European Football League. It's like, okay, or, who's up, who's down? That yeah, one always yeah. seems to come down to the last game of the Imagine season. Imagine if we had both, a playoff and a relegation. Like, come on, NFL, listen to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next game we got Broncos Chiefs. Chiefs barely pulled this one out, 27 to 24. Yeah. Um, this, I'm missing my. I'm, I'm slow on my on my soundboard today. My bad. Barely. 
Um, this almost well. turned it. This almost turned into a coach fired victory for the Broncos. You know what? We did for those of you that know. We do bet, and this was one of our bets: is that they will cover. This was the thinking behind it was can't say they're gonna win, but mm. the first coach fire bump will give them against this way superior team. It'll get them closer than whatever it was twelve points or whatever it was. Mm. So, I, this was one of their best games of the year. Clearly, yeah, man. Russell Wilson was out here running and stuff. He had two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was out yeah. here moving around, and he was uh, um, yeah. he was twenty six for thirty eight, two hundred twenty two yards, um, one touchdown pass, plus the two rushing touchdowns. Um, and you know who's head coach now, right? No, <laughs> it's the guy. Oh that yeah, he brought it. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who came in to help hack it with <laughs> with timeouts. Oh my gosh, that's the head coach. And then one of my favorite things. This was going to be one of my candidates for MVP, but MVP candidate really uh, stood out, and I had to make that person MVP or that make that MVP what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys in the offensive uh, skybox. They kept cutting to them. They were turned up. I don't know if you saw that at all. I did see they that. They were talking, yo, let's fucking go. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God. This was, That was great. Those dudes were ready to go. Yeah. It's a it's a very interesting situation for that team, um, which we can have a conversation about that a bit later, you know, in another episode, especially regarding how when the coaching carousel kind of heats up and we start to figure out, or speculate. Everyone's already starting to speculate as to who's going to wind up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some interesting details to the situation, which might make it difficult for them to get a coach. But um, I don't know. The The owner appears to have chopped the, the GM's nuts off and put him in a jar <laughs> uh, and, and has publicly announced that everyone is answering to the owner, not the GM. Oh, oh. Um, well, which could I, that could scare some coaching candidates away, uh, maybe not wanting to step into that kind of chaotic situation. But we'll no, see. Immediately after the season's <laughs> over, they're going to fire the gym, bring a new gym, and that's who's going to pick the coach. Hopefully, yeah. That's the way it's got to go. <clears throat> um, well, in this game, ultimately, despite the Broncos' performance, they were they were no match for Mahomes, who threw three touchdown passes, mm-hmm. um, two of which. Two of which went to my man from Marietta, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Not not a big deal where the he's from. Chiefs in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. It's the one of some of the most beautiful stuff in football. Um he he did yeah, true. He did throw an end zone pick, did he not, too? So that that happened as well. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, rolling um, to the left. Rolling to his left, he throws that pick. Late to the outside. That's what mm. they teach you. That's what they teach you. Don't do that. Don't do mm. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I kind of thought Denver was gonna win this game as I was watching it. They, they, they came out very feisty, like you said, and and though they didn't have anything to play for as far as the playoffs are concerned, you, you could tell they were out there trying to put some spec on their names for yeah. sure. When um, when Russell scores that first rushing touchdown, they were turned up. They were turned up in the box, like I said. They were turned mm. up on the field. He's like headbutting his linemen and all of that stuff. They were really mm. out there trying to trying to play. You know, th- this is precisely the kind of performance you want to have 
at the end of a season like this mm. so that you can maybe try at least to end on a positive note. Um, so well done Broncos. Um, the chiefs win. Who saw four and 12? Who saw four and 12? No, nobody. Man, that's no, the chiefs win. um, uh, currently has them in the number one AFC spot. Um, and, and obviously after this game was over, they were needing Buffalo to, to lose, um, again, there's an extreme amount of confusion as to how this is going to play out. This this is one of the things where, where the playoff seeding could be the most affected. Uh, who gets that number one spot, depending on what they decide to do with that Bills-Bengals game. But at this point, we just don't know. Yeah, We don't know what they're going to do. Right. Um, Next up is the uh, Patriots-Dolphins game. Uh, this was... Uh, it's kind of like the tradition of playing in New England late in the season. Mm. And the tradition this year, a new tradition Miami started, is uh, just quarterbacks dropping like flies. Mm. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater was playing okay. Then he, throw, he makes his worst play of the game, throws an interception, pick six. Uh, the reason the ball was picked off is because as he threw it, somebody hit his hand, and that was it for him. He was out of the game. Even though he wears gloves, he was out of the game. Uh, and then Skylar Thompson came in during headlights. It looked promising for a while, but that pick six turned out to be too much for the team to overcome, and they couldn't uh, they score, but it was too late. So many things about that Teddy B pick six. Um, I think that dude must not want to play, man. He's like, man, I came here to be the backup and make some money. <laughs> No, but I just feel like, like I don't know the the layer, the layers of of insult on top of injury, yeah, on top and of then on top of injury on top of insult on top of. I mean, you got to pick six. Yeah. Like, if it isn't enough that he throws a pick six, like you said, he, he supposedly broke his finger on the follow through, yeah, and then he gets absolutely stiff-armed yes. yes. into oblivion yes. at the goal line attempting to make a tackle. I yeah. mean, that stiff-arm was filthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> God. I just slowly watched my... Th- like, this was one of... This was the only game this season where I was like, let me see what's going on in the red zone. Like, because they're getting... <laughs> it's just so hard to watch because both teams looked very bad. It was like bad football all around. Mm. Uh, I was texting... I'm in this group chat and somebody in the group chat is a Patriots fan. And he was like, I hope y'all win just to put us out of our misery. And I was like, I hope it's a tie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, neither team needed to, you know what I mean? In an ideal world, you don't want a right. loss. You yeah. want to win. Right. But if you can't get the win, and you know, sometimes you sell for the tie. A lot of football left to go in the season. That's not mm-hmm. completely. There's only one week left, Lovey. Lovey, come on, bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, this was uh, this was hard to watch because Damn, it really felt like it felt like a winnable game a for the Dolphins. Bowl. <laughs> Brought to you by Xlex. But early on, it felt like a game that the Dolphins could win. Yeah, uh, and it followed a similar script to some of the recent Dolphins games, where you know you start off strong, you're looking like we you can manage this game, and and then it and then it all starts to unravel. Um, another loss without two. I think every game that he hasn't played. And the weird started in, and the weird well. symmetry of like when a lot of people have been pointing out the Dolphins' records, it's like 
starts off with three straight wins, three straight losses, five straight wins, five losses. Like the mm. way the it the way the season has played out for you guys has been Conspiracy. very bizarre. Um, I think it's, uh, it's uh, Illuminati. <laughs> uh, so the Patriots, because of this victory, mm-hmm. slip into the number seven spot, yep. final playoff spot. They can clinch that spot with a win against the Bills this who weekend. Might not, who might not even. That game has been scheduled for one o'clock. I'm saying um, the Bills might not even put their. Right. Sure. Um, we'll see. Right. But if they lose. But it might be one of those win for Hamlin type of things and they come out there and smack the shit out of the Patriots. True. If uh if the if the Patriots lose, they will need the Dolphins to lose. Uh to lose to the Jets, the Jets yeah. and they will need the Steelers to lose to the Browns as far as I know. Oh wow. There's still a a world where the Steelers can sneak in too. Oddly. Yeah. Yeah. Um then we got the Giants playing the Colts in one of the most lopsided <laughs> games of the day. Yeah, no, no slipping and sliding here. Uh, get in here, New York Giants, making yeah, the playoffs man. for the first time since 2016. <laughs> Twenty-four points in the second quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while we're asking the Giants to get in here, we might as well invite Jeff Sar- Saturday to get the fuck out. This dude is a <laughs> joke, bro. Yeah, man. The fact that he's a head coach is an embarrassment to. Like the extremely qualified individuals who have been out here busting their asses for a shot. Yeah. That guy just needs to fuck off. It's not his fault, (laughs) but he needs to, you know what I mean? If somebody came to you, Mm -hmm. you would, you know what I I mean? If you come to me, I am completely unqualified. I'm just pretty good at Madden. I would be like, yeah, I yeah man. Uh, you know what? Bring in, bring in a, a, a timeout manager. And bring mm-hmm. in, uh, you know what I mean? I'd be lost, but I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles was terrible. Yes. Eight for 13. Good pickup, guys. Eight for 13. 81 yards, zero touchdowns, and a 56-yard pick six to Landon Collins. <laughs> Uh, the Colts' run game was trash. The receiving game was trash. They didn't even pinch the bitch, as our buddy Jonathan <laughs> Rollins would say. Um, Danny Dimes, on the other hand, went mm. 19 for 24, uh, 177 was, yards, yeah. two touchdown passes, one to Richie James, who did a killer backflip celebration. Mm. That was awesome. Um, he threw another one to Hodgins. But Danny Dimes also had him some Danny Wheels. Always running the rock eleven times. He's like Trubisky two point oh man. He's like a better Mm -hmm. version of Trubisky. Yeah, they call him. Is he the? Yeah, they call him Vanilla Vic. His teammates call him Vanilla Vic. Yeah, but come on. He ain't no Michael Vic. Come on now. (laughs) Come on. But he did. He had eleven rushes for ninety one yards and two rushing touchdowns, um, which I'm sure just absolutely just sent all Saquon Barkley fantasy manager managers like over the edge. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a total blowout. So, honestly, con- congratulations to Giants yeah, fans out there for having, you know, you've been waiting a minute to see your boys in the next postseason ever since that Super Bowl win. It's been a it's been a rough go. Mm. Um, they sit in the number six spot, and they would play. They're in, yeah, for good. They're in. They're clinched. They would play the Vikings if everything stays as is. So, and that's a winnable game. Yeah, they could be the Vikings. I mean, they, they Vikings barely... peaked, the Vikings peaked the week four. <laughs> I can't figure out the Vikings. Uh, um, no, we everybody. You know who can figure out the Vikings? Everybody playing them. <laughs> well, not everyone. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they have 11 wins, right? Or 10. I'm talking about lately. Aren't lately, they on like yeah. a crazy streak of losses? Mm. Well, I guess they only lost four games, huh? I've only lost four games. Yeah. Oh, they just but, look bad. <laughs> but it's starting to feel like yeah. the 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 recipe for how to beat the Vikings appears to be emerging. Yeah. Uh, so I don't expect a deep run for them. I think no. the Giants could definitely beat them. Um, Eagles well, Saints. Yeah. This ruined this, every parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This did not go according to plan. I thought no. for sure the Eagles would win this game. Yeah. But it, it, in all fairness, the Saints mm-hmm. Saints came to play. They brought it. Um, the time of possession was probably the most bizarre thing in this game, especially early on. The Saints started the game with a 15-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, finished off by their Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill. Uh, that ate nearly nine minutes off the clock. Yes. <laughs> the Eagles followed up with a three and out punt to end the first quarter, and which wound up being the only three plays that they ran in the first quarter. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. <laughs> uh, at the half, the Eagles only had 61 yards of total offense. Um, by the end of the game, the Saints had won the time of possession by, by nearly 15 minutes. God damn. That's got to be. I, it's crazy. I never seen, yeah. never seen anything like it. Talk about slowly draining the clock. Nice. That's a mad shit. But even still, despite that, the Eagles did get within three points late mm-hmm. in this game, yep. um, which was just in time for the not-so-magical mustached magician to throw a pick six to Marshawn Lattimore. Um that was basically the dagger in yeah. this game. Um, so yeah, shout out to the Saints D for yeah man, basically winning them the ball game. Is Dennis Allen their coach next year? I don't think so. I don't either. There's so many crazy rumors about the Saints right now. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to know. Yeah, they got um, the they got the players for a decent team, man, a good team. They clearly need a real coach. Yeah, they need a coach, man. Mm. Despite the win, the Saints were eliminated by way of the Bucks winning, mm-hmm. and the Eagles failed to clinch the NFC number one seed again. Um, all the Eagles need to do next week is beat the Giants. Yeah, but who they're gonna, I assume the will Giants be are probably going to rest in. Yeah, mm. or they could. They they can also clinch it if the Cowboys lose to the Commanders. Who who knows what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> Actually, I do know what's going on over there. They've benched Carson Wentz again. Uh, what? Go figure. <laughs> we'll know, get to man. that later. Yeah. But they're they're yeah they have a a surprise option at quarterback. Very Uh-oh. interesting. Michael Vick's coming out from behind the camera <laughs> <laughs> from, yeah. from the studio. He said, like, "Jeff Saturday did it, man. I come out there, man. I do what I do, man." <laughs> no, they signed Matt Ryan off of the Colts practice squad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, "Whoa, my god!" You actually thought I was telling yeah, the truth. That's that's good, how fucking, yeah, sure. He got. That. <laughs> he's the. He's the truth. He's the answer. Uh, uh, speaking see, of the on. truth, the answer, yeah. the goat. Exactly. Tom Brady came out of his. Uh, he, he popped up like the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the from laying down on the mat pops up 432 yards three touchdowns 
34 of 45. Jeez. Does, did did uh did Carolina run a, a vanilla defense or something? I you know it's funny because the game started look the I mean the Panthers really looked up for this game in the beginning yeah. and and they had the the Bucks on the ropes twenty one to ten in the third quarter, um, but the fourth quarter, yeah, but that's pretty much when Tom Brady and Mike Evans decided to just take over this football game. <laughs> not not to mention ruin my fantasy football weekend Mm. um i've probably mentioned on this podcast that i have a four-person fantasy football league with my family (laughs) y'all get 700 points a week (laughs) usually yeah yeah, pretty much uh and i was going up against saga in the championship game Mm. and uh she had mike evans and austin eckler oh and between the two of them, I could have played everybody on my roster from from the bench on up. If they would have yeah. allowed me to play like everyone, I still would have lost. <laughs> anyway. Um, Motherfucker had 207 yards. Yeah, despite the early temper tantrums from Brady, uh, <laughs> who was really in a mood. Um, He's like, give me, a, give me a tablet. Give me a tablet. Yeah, by the time he even got a penalty for spiking the ball. Finally, they a few years ago that was a, a very common penalty. But now he got a de- he got a delay a game penalty right. for spiking the ball. He wanted a penalty called, and he was pissed, and he spiked it like a little bitch, and they threw a flag on him. Um, but as you suggested, I mean, Brady, thirty four for forty five, four hundred thirty two yards, three touchdowns, all of them to Evans, who had ten catches for two hundred seven yards in those three touchdowns. The longest was being a sixty three yarder, and the other ones were like a fifty yarder and a forty. Like it was just all it was all deep shots. Yeah. Um, Godwin had one hundred and twenty yards. Yeah, man. Also, um, but no TDs, so clearly he's trash. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, Darnold wasn't wasn't bad either, but honestly, it was the turnovers that started to plague the Panthers. Um, he had a pick. Plus, I think they had like the Panthers fumbled the ball like six times in this game. They only lost the ball yeah. twice, but um, it's just you know sloppy. Um, Can't win that, like that. That allowed the Bucks to kind of get back into this game. The Bucks D also stepped up and choked out Carolina's run game completely. For uh, Deontay Foreman only had thirty five yards rushing, and uh, Chuba Hubbard only had thirteen. So. Um, that's been the weird thing about Carolina, these, especially since Wilkes took over, you know, all of a sudden the run game that Wilkes takes over, they trade McCaffrey, the mm. run game explodes yeah. and everyone's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. But if I feel like a lot of people weren't paying attention to the fact that it was like, it always, it kind of almost happened like every other game. Yep. It was like run game explodes. Oh shit. Run, run game gets stopped. Run yeah. game explodes, yep. gets stopped. Explode, stop, explode, stop. It's been almost exactly every other game for them. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but whatever. Um, but he might have put enough on uh, on tape to to get himself uh, some interviews. Sure. Um, with this win, the Bucks clinched the very shitty NFC South <laughs> um, because someone had to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they look... They look as if they're likely to play the Cowboys in the first round, uh, or or the Eagle. If the Eagles slip, maybe they play the Eagles. I'm not sure. Nice. Um, Carolina is officially eliminated from the playoffs. Damn. 
<laughs> well, Carolina had hope at the end. Nobody would have thought that they would have had hope uh, on, in week 17. But that just also I, goes to, to how bad the division is. So, uh, Yeah. I would actually argue that if they don't hire Steve Wilkes, Carolina might be one of the more attractive spots to land as mm-hmm. a coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. I'm sure they're taking interviews. It's not like he got it in the bag. Mm-mm. Anyway, but, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. The uh, commanders uh, just shit the bed against the Browns. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> good question. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, they had uh, Deshaun Jackson started, I mean, Deshaun Watson started waking mm. up a little bit. He mm. looked a little better. Like mm-hmm. the, the cobwebs are shaking off and the rust and maybe he got a mm-hmm. massage. Uh <laughs> But the the big story is Carson Wentz out there, man. They gave him a shot, and he took the gun and shot himself. He did a Plaxico. <laughs> shot himself right in the leg. <laughs> that is one of the funniest YouTube clips I've ever seen in my life. What was that? The guy who shoots himself in the leg. Have you seen that? It's no. some guy on YouTube where he like he's like trying to like pull his gun out. And he shoots himself in the leg. He's, and he's, he says, basically, he's like, oh, I just shot myself in the leg. Like, you idiot. Have you seen the one where the guy is like, um, they're in the range? Like, they're in the range. And he's like, mm. show, doing a demonstration for the people. And it, he looks like, like anybody who knows anything about handling the gun is like, this is wrong. And then the gun fires. And the, the kid is filming him. He's like, did you mean to do that? He's like, yeah. And then he like kind of puts the gun. He's freaked out. He's like scared out of his life because he just had the gun near his head. He's just like, pow. And he just like, he puts it down. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, com- the commanders came into this game in the last playoff spot, needing to win in order to stay there. Thanks to the tie from earlier. Uh, right. So they they pulled out the big guns. They, they asked Taylor Heineke to take a seat. Take a seat, Taylor. Take a seat. And learn something from Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. who came in to show this young man <laughs> how it's done. Going 16 for 26. Yes, 16. 143 okay. yards. Okay. Zero touchdown passes at it's one. It's okay. You two, don't need it. You don't one, need a touchdown. Two, three motherfucking picks. That's what you don't need, picks. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, he was bad. And the game was very much within reach in the fourth quarter. Uh, despite all of that, they were only down 17 to 10. I personally could not understand why they didn't bench Wentz and put Heineke back in right yeah. there. Yeah. I like, was I was surprised. I was like, okay, we'll see Heineke. And the picks were bad. I mean, the picks were like. What are you looking the, at? The picks were like deep shot beach ball. Huh. Yeah. Just, just floating a balloon up into the into the air uh like like throwing up a punt basically mm-hmm. um all those turnovers made the job a whole lot easier for the browns obviously mm-hmm. uh which allowed the sexual predator uh mm-hmm. to throw three touchdown passes on only nine, on nine completions receptions. Yeah. <laughs> on nine completions yeah. somehow amari cooper had 105 yards and two touchdowns with only three catches <laughs> um my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, was the only one doing any hard work, carrying the rock <laughs> for 104 yards. 
mm-hmm. uh, averaging over seven yards per carry. Man, he was um, running hard, man. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that chub in a, in a few weeks. And I thought, I you know, I kind of thought the Browns were just going to lay down at the end of the season, but I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, Sean Watson, being the leader he is, has this team ready to go, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a must in a must win game, you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I actually did not agree with the switch to Wentz, but as you, you know, I I, I can understand it. I can understand why yeah. they did it to a yeah, certain same. degree. But in the middle of this game, as you're you watching gotta, the you shit gotta, yeah. swirl down to the bottom of the toilet, it's, it's like, like, bro, this is make bad a Carson. This is bad Carson. Let's get him out of here. Yeah. Because everything about abort, Heineke tells abort. you. Every, yeah, exactly. And everything about Heineke tells you that if you if you inject this kid in, he'll give you a boost. Maybe he gets you that touchdown you need, and boom, you're you're in the ballgame. Yeah. Um, McLaurin, um, two catches for 25 yards. Yeah, I have some more to say about this and the superlatives too. But So anyway, for now, the commanders are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, Ron Rivera is going to be somebody's defensive coordinator if he continues to coach. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, he can put so together good defense. I think but. the Browns were already eliminated, but now the commanders are as well. Mm. Uh, See, sayonara, Ron. Moving on to Jags Texans, the Jags just a fucking beat down thirty-one yeah. to three of the of the Houston Texans. Um, this game didn't mean anything to the Jags, but someone forgot to tell them because they came out and just dominated this game. All the starters were were basically taking a nap in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Peterson said he wasn't going to sit his players, and he he they all started, but. You know, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, he was like, "Well, oh, they don't man. need they don't need to play now." <laughs> um, Travis at the end balled the fuck out. Nine carries, 108 yards, yes, 62 yards, R- smooth uh, running. He had a, too. He had that 62 yard touchdown blast was really nice. Yeah. Um, he also had 60 yards receiving. Um, Jermichael Hasty had a rushing touchdown. Some dude I never heard of called Snoop Connor had a rushing touchdown. <laughs> Snoop. Not a not a nickname. Like his actual fucking name is Snoop. How great is that? Sometimes your parents know that you're gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. The other touchdown was a defensive one. Um following a Josh Allen sack where Tyson Campbell scooped it up and, and took it back to the house. Um there are so many things wrong with the Houston Texans. I don't even know where to begin. They they That's another defensive coordinator that's gonna be either coordinating or out of the mm. game. I don't know. Maybe maybe the NCAA ruined Lovey when he was coaching in Illinois for all those years. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows, man? But he had I mean, playing hard. They played hard, but you know what I mean? It was no. Well, regardless, the the Texans have clinched the number one pick in the draft, which most certainly will lead to them selecting um, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Um, don't do but it, man. They. They need a lot more than that to turn this team around, yeah. to be honest. Um, the Jags, like we said, are set up for a win-and-end scenario against the Titans Saturday night, prime Good time. Good one. Good one um, and I know that my wife is a Titans fan, technically, but I got to say, I'm leaning Jags in this one. Yeah, they're going to um, I, I, I just I would rather see Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs than yeah. Joshua Dobbs or Malik yeah. Willis. Way more entertaining. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Then we got the uh, Raiders Niners. This was closer than anybody expected. Mm-hmm. Raiders this was came out. Sort of like, sort of like the coach fired, but like, the benched quarterback revenge yeah. game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, in that group chat, somebody asked me that, like, because uh, I was like, man, uh, coach, I have to, I told about that theory. When the coach mm. gets fired, you know, the next game they play and they win normally. But he's like, does that go for quarterbacks too? <laughs> I was like, sorry, it does not. But they you know, tried. Well, it depends on who your backup quarterback is. Uh, <laughs> they tried their best, man. They did. Carr was benched for Stidham. Stidham was looking so, good. So we got the match that that we've all been waiting for. Stidham versus Purdy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there was actually a lot of chatter leading into this game that the Raiders players were were quite pissed that the team kind of disrespected Carr by benching him and making it kind of seem like he was the main problem. Um, but it was a contract thing, right? I think so, but I just think that you know whatever the social media yeah. chatter that leads into a game is it is what it is. Um but they played they played like they were pissed off. Um yeah. although if they if they wanted to send a message they would have lost or seemed shittier without car, but I don't know how that works. But <laughs> they seemed better without car. It's only one game, but it, it is what it is. But it has to be said, you're right. Sidham I mean he carved up the 49ers secondary, which not a lot of people have done this year. Yeah, but the um, thing that the Raiders wanted people to know is you play to win the game. So they played True. their bus off, you know. Adams was a freak. Seven receptions for 153 yards and two touchdowns. Always one a of freak. one of which was a 60 yarder, um, and that one catch where where it got knocked into his hands as he was trying to haul it in. There was one where the DB was like. Mm-hmm. Reaching in to try to get it, and it actually deflected off of his arm into Devontae Adams' hand, and he still talk it, about it concentration, was, man. I mean, it was that was sick. And then Waller, um, Waller woke up. That too, and honestly, that actually is the part where I feel like, whatever you say, what you want to say about the Raiders' season this year, um, there's a lot of blame to go around. Mm-hmm. But we, they have not had hardly any games this year where they had everybody that they expected to have going into the season. Waller's been out for almost the entire season. Renfro has been gone the whole time. Um, And this was one of the first games where you saw Mm -hmm. the receiving core was all there and how this team. Are you reading directly from uh, Josh McDaniels speech to the owners when he was in the principal's (laughs) office? I'm not giving him a pass because honestly, like the, the, the flip side of this where I do, 
put a lot of blame on the Raiders is that, I mean, nobody has blown more double-digit leads uh, this year than the Raiders, or or even historically, right? Didn't we figure that out? They've blown the most double-digit leads in NFL history in a single season? Um, That ain't on the offense. (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, So, anyway, either way, again, I was very impressed by Brock Purdy how he was able to kind of stay calm and composed throughout this game. I, I I've been saying for a long time, like what's, well, you know, yeah, sure. This kid looks good, but what's, let's see what he looks like when he's really put under pressure. Let's see what he looks like. If he has to mm-hmm. play from behind, let's see what he looks like when the, when the game is on his shoulders and the yak bros aren't, you know, giving him a 14 point lead to start. And I got to say, yeah, kid was legit. Yep. Um, 22 for 35, 284 yards, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. McCaffrey, obviously. Jesus Christ. That dude guy. is balling. As soon as he hit the, hit the ground running over there. Mm, 120 yards and a, 121 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ayuk with over 100 yards and a touchdown. That offense is looking um, scary. Defense normally looks scarier than it did this game, but I'm, I'm not worried about a little hiccup there. No, in the end, the Raiders lost this game because the 49ers did made just enough stops. Some mm-hmm. deep red zone type shit that forced field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and they also got Stidham to throw two picks, um, the worst of which was the one that actually happened in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 49ers returned it to the Raiders' three-yard line for a Robbie Gold chip shot game-winning field goal. Yeah. Uh, so the D, this they, they, they had – they were put under more pressure in this game than any other game, but they, they did just enough to kind of pull it out. Um, The Raiders are officially eliminated from the playoffs. um, And the 49ers are sitting in the number two spot, but could drop down to the three. Um, Either way, they appear locked and loaded and ready for the playoffs with Mr. Irrelevant running the show. Insane. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. Shanahan, baby. Shanahan gets Crazy. him right. And D'Amico Ryan's on the other side, one of the hottest prospects. Uh, Dude, to, to that guy's going to be a head coach somewhere. If they, Hopefully, he can stay there, though. I kind of want him to stay there another year. Mm. I don't know. That's crazy, though, because they had a hot, hot defensive coordinator two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like Shanahan must be doing some great development over there, because Robert Sala is over there in uh, New Jersey, uh, keeping receipts. Mm-hmm. And now D'Amico Ryan, like, I don't know, man. Over and wasn't uh, Dan Quinn over there in? Uh, oh, that wasn't. No, he was under Mm-mm. Dan Quinn. Because right. I was thinking about. Uh, never mind. Yeah, he was under Dan Quinn. All right, then we got. Well, uh, Oh, good. I don't know if Robert Sala is keeping receipts, but he certainly needs to turn them in after this game. <laughs> right? Seahawks came in and uh, basically mollywopped the Jets. Uh, Mike White had the Mike White game we've been waiting on. Uh, just looking. I mean, he put some yards up, but it was not looking. It's just bad. The, the first pick was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? We just lobbed it up there. like Yes. He oh threw two, two very bad, very much all his fault interceptions. <laughs> um, Mike A. fucking White mm-hmm. looked dreadful against what's supposed to be one of the worst defenses in the That's NFL. That's what I was thinking. Like, have they redeemed themselves? 
I think no, that this. I actually think that this Seahawks defense is a little like the Panthers' run game. Okay, every it other feels game. like it's every other game. It mm-hmm. works, and every yeah. other game they get gashed. Um. So, but the Jets couldn't do anything right. Nothing. No, no. Mike White was terrible. Um. Yeah, that first one, like you said, throwing that, throwing a punt up into double coverage. I mean, that was ridiculous. <laughs> He was missing dudes wide open. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of shots where he had Garrett Wilson on what would have been just a, a runaway touchdown, and he just yeah. misses him. Just missing him. Um, we couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Mm-hmm. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't yep. run the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, the the run game sucked too for the Jets. They only yeah. had seventy total yards. Um, and if they were hoping that the defense was going to save the day, they were dead wrong because Kenneth mm. Canine Walker first play from scrimmage, 60 yard freight train, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I mean, he ran all over a motherfucker's face. Hey, dude, man, 23, 23 carries for 133 yards. Um, and Gino was out here writing some motherfuckers back, uh, going 18 <laughs> for 29, 183 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is good. Cause he had some real issues last week with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this and, Frank, Franklin Myers guy on the mm-hmm. Jets line, mm-hmm. and Quincy Williams too. I like the uh, the Jets man. That's the the defense is about to be popping, man. Mm-hmm. Next year, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And another team that, and and if they can get that Brees Hall kid back yeah. from injury at running back, they I just mean, need a quarterback, man. It does kind of seem like that's all they need. If they get a quarterback over there. And they get the defense keeps playing like that. They got a pretty good receiving core. It'll be it interesting does, to see what they're gonna do, man. It does kind of seem like that's all they need. Uh, they're like the Broncos last year. I feel about them like they're the Broncos last year. Oh, so you think they need Russell Wilson then? <laughs> they just get, can't fuck up. I mean, it doesn't. Sam Wilson play yesterday. It seemed like they needed the right system. For the quarterback mm. that comes in, mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. Salah's got to look at that man. It's a good like, point. It's right, a good point. Got to get the right OC and the right mm-hmm. quarterback combination. I got mm. the defense. Let's get this right. <clears throat> good luck to them, man. It's always fun when the uh, if you have the the NFL will get their collective cum shot if they get both New York teams being relevant at mm. the same time. Mm, yeah, they had a lot of fun with that in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um. So, in a must-win, gotta-have-it game for the Jets, they could not have performed any worse in all phases <laughs> of the game. This victory and this victory and the Commanders' loss allowed the Seahawks to slip into the final number seven spot. Mm. Oddly enough, and I don't quite understand why, they do not control their destiny. The Packers are in the number nine spot, mm-hmm. and if they beat the number eight Lions in week 18, no matter whether the Seahawks win or lose, the Packers are in and the Seahawks are out. Well, there's, some kind of, there's some kind of tiebreaker there that I don't understand. Oh, maybe because that'll be a division win? Because that's one of the first tiebreakers is division records? I don't know. I looked at it and I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. But for whatever, yeah. I just know that... the Rams every- is one of the Seahawks' losses. Maybe. That's got to be it. It's got to be division. All right. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Um, I got a feeling that the uh, Packers are going to lose. But speaking of the Packers, let's just get right into it, man. Mm. They stomped the mud hole into the Vikings. 
Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers didn't need to do much. I know they're going to act like he just brought the team. Oh, he just carried the team. But uh, the Vikings were just giving the game away, man. Kirk Cousins was not liking that. You know, it started, it, it, it looked, it, you know, the Vikings blocked a punt mm-hmm. yep. in, early in the game that they were only able to manage a field goal from because the Packers, the Packers defense played fantastic in this game. Yeah. Um, For the past, anyway, what, three weeks? It's true. They, they've Isn't become it? the defense yeah. that they have become the defense that we thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, there was a yeah. lot of chatter about how they were going to have a great defense, but yeah. it, it really hasn't showed up until the last couple of weeks. So what looked like a game that was kind of going in the Vikings direction early, block punt, a lot of momentum, you're feeling yourself, you kick the field goal, and then they kick off after the field goal <laughs> and Keyshawn Nixon, 105-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, this guy yeah. just exploded. And then on the very next drive, um, Darnell Savage, pick six for the Packers. Yeah. Uh, another Cousins pick that led to a Packers touchdown. So it's like I think the Cousins Vikings. was trying to recreate the magic of coming back against the Colts. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't the Colts. I mean, it, it really unraveled quickly. Like yeah. before you, you blinked and all of a sudden it was 27-3. Yeah. to three. Um, You know, and – if anyone was really hoping for a magical second half comeback from the Vikings, they were sorely mistaken mm-hmm. uh, because it just went from bad to worse mm-hmm. as their second half drive ended in a fumble and their first second half drive ended in a fumble. And then the second one ended with cousins third interception of the day. Um, cousins finished the day 18 for 31, 205 yards, a touchdown and three picks. Uh, Dalvin Cook only had 27 yards rushing. Justin Jefferson mm. Shut attempting, down. attempting to break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. It's harder than it looks. Five targets, one reception, 15 yards. Um, he was bitching on the sidelines, too. Oh, man, he was – Jair Alexander got under that dude's skin big time. <laughs> um, I like it when cornerbacks win those things, man. I showed yeah. you that thing, the uh, – uh, what's it called? Def- uh, uh, I forget what it's called, man. But I, sh- mm. I showed you that where they have these battles between uh, oh yeah, quarter, yeah, yeah. Uh, receivers and that was awesome and uh, defensive backs, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really fun to watch. But I always root for the cornerbacks, you know, because it's such an advantage for wide receivers. Mm. I mean, these last few weeks for the Packers have been insane. They have yeah. needed so many teams. Well, I mean, they needed to win out, place, and, yeah. and they needed all of these other things to happen, teams to lose, and 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 somehow it's all happened. Um, They're doing their part, man. Um, I it, and like I said, they appear to have a very simple win and end scenario for Week 18: beat the Lions, and you're in the playoffs, Packers. Uh, so, do that. Interesting. Hmm. All right, and then we got the uh, <laughs> another ass whooping. The Chargers beat the Rams, who are just limping their way out of this whole thing. Got all Whose house? Chargers oh, house. Yeah. In the battle for Los Angeles, the worst fan base in the NFL. I heard somebody. You know, it's funny. I heard somebody else say this on. I saw a tweet or something, and it was like, okay, when the Chargers play the Rams, like 
whose fans don't show up. <laughs> I liked your answer better that it would be like a London game. Like everybody would just come dressed in all these other jerseys. That makes so yeah, much more exactly. sense to me. Um, yeah, no, no. Lawrence no, Taylor jersey on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No clenching scenarios to talk about here. The Chargers had already Except for clinched. me clenching my ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers had already clenched uh, and the Rams had already booked their summer vacation mm-hmm. um but that did not stop the chargers from coming out and laying some wood on these rams mm-hmm. both running backs actually it must be said were quite good yes um cam, cam Akers, out here trying to get a contract cam makers for the rams is out here trying to play for the respect and for the contract he had 123 yards on 19 carries austin eckler nearly matched that 122 yards but with only 10 carries um while making, you know, two house calls along the way. Dude was aver- averaging 12 yards per carry. One of his touchdowns was a 72-yarder. The dude was... He's balling, was, man. ...was explosive. He was so good. Um, Herbert looked great. And and I don't mean, like, physically attractive. We all know that he's a handsome <laughs> You got person, such a crush he, on this guy, man. He was also good at quarterback, 21 for 28. 212 yards, two touchdown passes. Mike Williams, are you kidding me with that one-handed catch? Man, that dude, man. I'm talking about Herbert's got – they have such a good receiving core for him. It's just what a quarterback, young quarterback needs. You got the the guys can get up, get across. There have been better one-handed catches this season. But that one-handed catch was the sexiest one-handed catch all season. Because the way he goes up, with the one hand, yeah, he, he's got his toes planted, yeah. but he's also twirling around almost like a ballerina. Yeah, and he's in the grips, process. Uh, his, he must have gigantic hands. I mean, that was the sexiest one-handed catch yeah. I've seen all year. Yeah, he's he's great. It's fun to watch. I was sick. Mm. And uh, Baker's out here auditioning. Didn't do too much for his audition. Mm-mm. Nope. And then we got the uh, Ravens and the Steelers upset that I predicted. Even though uh, oh, I didn't mention this, but you're winning by 10 points and flipping pick them. Oh, I, uh, really? I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, this was the uh, Kenny Pickett game, man. Mm. He looked He looked ready, man. He did it again. I was like, they got their guy. I really said that as I watched it. He's the guy. He's going to get he better. A- They're going to keep developing mm-hmm. him. They got him. It's good for it's him. Two, it's two weeks in a row where, where they needed him to make a drive at the end of the game, and and he delivered. He did. He did and he did that scramble, too, and he's just like, I got the, I got y'all. It was good. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was very good. My only complaint is that he he doesn't throw the ball much to George Pickens, which is a little troubling. I get that. Uh, but the pat I mean their pass game was ridiculous. This was a predictable uh you know mm. very low stat yeah. line type of game for both teams. Um but they um they did what they had to do and this fucking Mike Mike Tomlin man. I mean sh- how can you not root for this dude, man? He's so Never say never but never gonna yeah. have a losing record. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, uh, he got to win one more game, but we thought for sure this would be the first season that he had a losing record, especially with Trubisky out there trying his best 
to take victories away from him. And mm. uh, he sat Trubisky and kind of righted the ship. And somehow, man, they got one of the top defenses in the league again, just mm-hmm. flying around with Fitzpatrick at the helm. Just great, man. Um, I mean, it, does, is... it also it doesn't hurt that uh, the Ravens don't have their starting quarterback out there. Huntley's doing his best, but it's just not good enough. Mm. That last pick, I kind of I knew it was coming. I was like, he's going to throw it downfield and, and throw an interception, and he did. Game over. So for the Steelers, their clinching scenario they they can clinch a playoff spot with a win versus the Browns, but they also need the Dolphins to lose to the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's very and, possible, and. They need the Patriots to lose to the Bills. Oh damn! Well, that's a that's a possible. Both of those things can happen. Sure. Uh, the Bills might be sitting people. It's so hard to know. Yeah, you never know. It's hard to know. If they get a forfeit this game, which might happen too, mm-hmm. then uh, I could see the Bills playing their players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's um well, we're there, so let's move into it. Bills yeah. Bengals uh Monday yeah. night football postponed with um so for those of you who are living under a rock. Yeah. Uh, it's been on every news outlet. <laughs> with, Leading story. With nearly 6 minutes to play in the first quarter, Bills safety DeMar Hamlin had a very seriously scary medical event after attempting to tackle T Higgins. It makes the tackle routine thing, right? It I really didn't, see didn't seem weird. I, I saw, I've seen it. Okay. It does not look, it didn't seem, I, I mean, I've seen, I remember, I remember a, a tackle or a failed tackle, actually. Well, I think Cordell Patterson won angry runs with this run where he lowered his helmet and hit a guy in the chest and like he went flying back. He hit that guy so hard, he flew backwards like he was in a bad spaghetti western movie or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Django. I've seen way, way <laughs> more fucked up hits uh, than this one. This one seems so routine. He di- he steps in. Hamlin steps up to tackle him, and T. Higgins kind of leans in to mm-hmm. it. So Higgins sort of lands at, at Hamlin's chest with his not even straight on with his helmet. It's like a combination of his helmet and his shoulder pad. Um, and you know, both guys popped up, looked totally fine. And then Hamlin lost consciousness and just fell backwards and hit the ground. Does he land? How does he land? Like on his, like just a regular fall too? like his back he lands. He lands on his back. Okay. Um, I saw that the some player tweeted to stop sharing the video, and I haven't seen. I, so I've never seen it. The game's mm. not even up on Game Pass. I woke up my yeah. normal routine, wake up, watch the Monday game. You know what I mean? Prepare for this podcast. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. I was like, "Why is this not even come? I can't even see." And then I and then I saw like leading news was a player, but I did, I thought that happened, and then the game continued, and then I saw that the game was. Postponed. I saw I saw it on CNN. Um, for anybody that wants to see it, and it's not even it's really only when you have the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a heart attack, at, basically. 
Yeah, after the fact, it's not. He just kind of falls to the ground, and honestly, like you know, it's it's kind of everything played out the way that you would imagine it would play out. Like you know, he goes down. Um, the broadcast says, oh, the Bills have a player down, so we're going to cut to commercial and we'll come back and all that kind of stuff. And then they come back from commercial, and every minute that passed made it very clear that there was this was not a normal NFL-type injury situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the images of them surrounding everybody in there. Yep. Even though I'm going to throw up every time I see a prayer circle, but they do that. All the players take a knee and all of that as if there's some mm. type of divine intervention. But yeah. whatever, leave my cynicism aside. They do that. I know. I, 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 yeah, I, I have issues with that too, but it's like you can kind of understand it in a sense where it's like everybody just feels desperate. Yeah. Um, oh, Hamlin was. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say this. One, the way I uh-huh. saw it was on Instagram. The comedian Earthquake shares this uh, image of them kneeled around him or whatever and says, mm. I won't show the video out of respect for the family. So the, I thought it was going to be something graphic. Mm. And then I hear later that he just collapsed. So, well, I don't know. The, no, the reason why is obviously we now fans of European soccer will, will remember in the, in the European championships um, player from Denmark, Christian Eriksen had a, had a similar his it was different because it didn't come from an impact uh he just had a cardiac arrest in the middle of the game okay and the players formed a circle around him essentially because after hamlin collapsed and and remained unresponsive um you know at first they tried to put him on a stretcher and then they opted to sort of press pause on that and and just start giving him CPR right there on the field. Oh shit! Um, and they had to use a defibrillator too, right? They wow. sure did. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that process went on for about nine or ten minutes. Shit! So that's why they weren't showing close-ups of what was going on because it's obviously a very disturbing thing to see. Yeah. And and honestly, what made it even scarier was the fact that you didn't see it because when they cut to shots of 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 um of Diggs and Josh Allen, like you could see the looks on their faces. Like, Oh fuck. Oh my God. There's a guy on the field who might be Die. dying right yeah. now. Oh my God. Um, the players were freaking out. Um, everyone was in tears. Uh, they were hugging and consoling one another. Both teams like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And there were guys, you know, when something like this happens too, one of the amazing things that comes afterwards is, you know, you start to learn a lot about the player, but you also start to get this realization, you know, there's a whole web of connections within the NFL world, just like there is in any industry. Mm-hmm. And it was all, it was kind of like interesting to, to hear like Mike Tomlin knew this kid since he was like 12 years old. Uh, Brandon Staley recruited him in high school when he was like 15 years old. Um, Obviously he played with Kenny Pickett at, at, at Pitt university. Mm. Um, There was a guy on the bills team who has known DeMar Hamlin since they were teenagers, like since they they went to high school together. Mm -hmm. Um, You start to realize like, man, this, here's a player that, you know, doesn't get talked about very often. Um, but a lot of people know who this kid is and they've been rooting for this kid for a long time. Um, anyway, 
you know, ultimately Hamlin was, was taken away in an ambulance. Um, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor came together and wisely decided that the right thing to do was to press pause on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of debate as to, I don't even really know. You know, there, there, there's a lot of uproar considering the fact that it, it appears that the NFL was, was prepared to resume this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of looks like the, the, the coaches were the ones who basically said, not, not happening. Um, the NFL vice president, Troy Vincent <laughs> later came out and, and denied that they were going to resume the game. Um, isn't but he the players' funny. association vice president? No, uh-uh. uh. He used uh, to be the head of the. Was he the head of the union, and now he's a vice president of the league? Uh, maybe he used to be head of the union. Wow. Yeah, but the funny thing was is that the more that he clutched his pearls, uh, and got the more angry he got, the more it, the more it felt like he was lying. <laughs> of course, he's lying. Um, and even when he doesn't have to, All right? Like. Because exactly, in, in all honesty, it, and everyone agrees, this was an extremely unprecedented situation. No yeah. one, nothing like this has ever happened before. So it's like, right. um, he he got very ornery about it. You could say, um, because on the CBS broadcast, they said what we're hearing word from the NFL that the players are going to get a five minute warm up period and then they're going to resume the game, and. And Troy Vesson, he was pissed about that after the fact. He was like, I don't know where they got that from. Where could they possibly have learned that? I never said that. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Jesus, calm it's down. Not the, I mean, yeah, relax. Um, it's understandable. Well, I'll talk about it. I got it in my superlatives anyway. Yeah. Um, the The reality is, is that we don't know what's going to happen to this kid. So far, the, the reports are pretty positive. He's still on um, – He's still in the ICU. He's still considered to be in critical condition. Uh, his his vital signs are improving. Apparently, they're reducing the level of oxygen on the life support machine, and he's doing okay there. So he's getting better. It seems like. Um, but it's um, you know, players say this every week. Like, hey, we go out there and we put our bodies on the line, and and after something like this, it's like, it really kind of like makes you realize that that's really, yeah, sure. You put your body on the line as far as like a normal, like knee or head injury or something like that. No one expects to go out onto that field and, and maybe lose their life. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I, as far as I know, this has only happened once in the NFL Uh, back in the seventies. There was a Detroit lions player who had a heart attack in a game and that from a hit um and that wasn't even from a hit um, well back then it was probably steroids <laughs> when it was rampant you know what i mean uh, but this one is obviously vaccine related so there was that was <laughs> that came up somehow i was like where is that coming from it's these anti-vaxxers man they looking wow. for any reason to see somebody <laughs> but was he one of those players who didn't want to take the vaccine no, I think he that, did get that, vaccinated, and they're saying that this, he got the jab. Uh huh. Okay. He's I didn't. Man. I saw that that was included in some of the early run, 
uh, early stories, and I was like, why is this in here? Because uh, people need um, it. Everybody's got an agenda, Skiff. <laughs> That's why. This seems ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a something we'll keep an eye on. Mm. And uh, shit, we can get our superlatives out of the way. Uh, yeah. I got a real MVP. Go for it. Uh, Carson Wentz, man. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> real MVP is uh, well. I I thought it was the players, but I guess it's the coaches. But the mm. Bills and Bengals, the real MVP. ESPN reported that NFL wanted to resume the game after the collapse of Demar Hamlin, but the mm. players dis- declined to go back out there and play. NFL is now saying, of course, that they never intended to resume the game, which I'm pretty sure is utter bullshit. I don't, mm-hmm. however, blame the NFL for wanting to continue. They probably treated this like uh, a, a normal injury. Uh, shit, they've continued games after a player was carted off with spinal injuries mm-hmm. or neck injuries. If you remember um, uh, Ryan Shazier not too long ago. Mm. Broke his spine, had to learn how to walk later, but that game continued. The one mm-hmm. guy, Denny, whatever his name was, I forget his name, uh, but he played for the Jets, broke his neck on mm. the field, and they continued after that. So I get it. But the players, uh, for the players, coaches to stand up against the machine and say, this is bigger than football means a lot. We put a lot of things uh, into perspective for the league the players, and the fans. I'm pretty sure not one person left the game feeling cheated or like they want their money back. The Bills mm. and Bengals players and coaches put their heart into the game that's way too consumed with corporate bullshit. So they're, uh, them collectively. you the real MVP. Mm. Yeah, it seems that Skip Bayless was the only one who felt cheated. Ooh, forgot about that. <laughs> Who's your MVP? I'm going to go with the men and women who we all obviously are hoping saved Tamar mm. Hamlin's life. This is an emergency medical response team yeah. that is present at every NFL football game. Mm-hmm. They train for the worst case scenarios yep. like this uh, once a year before the season starts. Did you, um, Do you listen to uh, NPR? Uh yeah, I heard a thing about this. They talked to a former Ra- uh, Ravens mm. uh, uh, medical staff. He talked about this. Mm. But yeah, go ahead. Mm. I'm sorry. But normally we only see them when there's you know you know like a particularly bad head injury or mm. a neck type situation or something like that. Most times dudes get get you know they get hurt and they they go off on the cart. Um, and. Uh, you know, when we do see them go off in an ambulance, it's generally not a life-altering mm. situation as bad as this. Um, but I could not stop thinking about the fact that these men and women rolled out onto the field in prime time, uh-huh. underneath the lights, with seventy to 80,000 fans in the stadium, millions of people watching at home, uh-huh. and, and two football teams hovering over them yep. knowing that DeMar Hamlin was going to die mm-hmm. if they didn't do their jobs quickly and properly. Nine minutes, 10 minutes of CPR plus needing wow. to turn the, to the defibrillator to get this man's heart beating every second of those nine to 10 minutes must've felt like an hour. Yeah. Um, and then 
trying to get him off to the hospital as quickly as possible because every second counts, making only one brief stop to allow Damar Hamlin's mother, mm-hmm. who was at the game, yep. to jump into the uh, into the ambulance and ride off to the to the hospital with her son. I I mean, yeah, wow. I, yeah. I feel like all the Bills and Bengals fans who drove straight to the hospital to conduct this candlelight vigil outside the hospital also deserve an honorable mention, just a show of just a, a, a real show of heart uh, from them. Um, and also a, a very much honorable mention um, to, to Zach Taylor and, and Sean McDermott, mm-hmm. who, who put their heads and their hearts in the right place. Yep. Uh, I saw this interview with Zach Taylor this morning, actually, and he he's like, "I'm not going to tell you everything that we said in that conversation, but I will tell you that when I, because when they came back out of the locker room, and it looked like people were starting to warm up, it Zach Taylor just walked over to the other side to Sean McDermott, and he just said, according to Zach Taylor's interview, he's he said, "What what's going on?" And McDermott said. I shouldn't be coaching this football game. I, I should be at the hospital. Mm. And that was it. Wow. Um, wow. I, I personally think that Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott are the ones who stopped this football game. Yeah. That's what um, happened. Yeah. And I just think all of those people, the the coaches, the the fans showing all that heart and, and that medical crew that, that – Everybody, fingers crossed, is hoping saved his life. Th- mm-hmm. Those are my real MVPs for the week. You the real MVP. Yeah, man. It sucks to go from this to trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We probably should have reversed it. <laughs> trash of the week. Carson Wentz. It's probably your trash, too. We had the same MVP theme. I think we got the same exact trash. Uh, we talked about the risk-reward uh, the ceiling being higher, uh, so go with Wentz to try to get you in the playoffs. And uh, Ron Rivera rolled the dice and uh, landed <laughs> on whatever the worst thing, and I don't know much about dice, but uh, the worst thing that could have happened was to have Carson Wentz start a football game and throw three interceptions and just look horrible the entire game. They played him out the entire game as well. Didn't even let Heineke come in and show how it's done. So uh, we got to see the full extent of the trash of Carson Wentz. And this can't even be uh, an audition for another team. It probably was the end of him starting a football game at the very least. Uh, and if he comes back out, it'll probably be taboos on some other franchise. But for this week, Carson Wentz. You are trash! Mm. Yeah, we are in the same category. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the Washington commanders, uh, as a whole in a, in a, in a gotta have it. Mm, yeah. Must win game. You go out and get bounced against the, the team, playoffs, a, a beatable team too, by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Plus all the reports going into the week suggest that other players were not very happy about the switch to Wentz. Um, I'm sure McLaurin wasn't. Certainly not. All the problems and reasons why you benched him in the first place, they were clearly still there. Taylor Heineke is no world beater, but he certainly unlocked Terry McLaurin, um, and he made Curtis Samuel look better. Um, he was kind of finding his rhythm with with 
Jahan Dotson when he came back from injury too. Mm-hmm. Everyone could see in this game that Wentz was not the guy, and you had plenty of time to switch. Yeah. Uh, when you were only down by a touchdown. And not only that, I don't know if you saw this in the postgame, it appears that Ron Rivera didn't actually know that it was possible for the commanders to be eliminated in week 17. <laughs> so like the- all, that, all that needed to happen was that the if the commanders lost and the Packers won, the commanders were eliminated. There's so many people that can be head coaches, man. A reporter asked Ron Rivera in the postgame interview, because, you know, at that point, the commanders had lost, but the Packers game hadn't started yet. And they were like, oh, next week, who are you going to play at quarterback uh, if the Packers win and, and, and you guys were eliminated? And Rivera was like, what? We could be eliminated? I'm Bro, sorry, I'm done. How, how do you not know that? And that's what pisses me off. <laughs> and I, and I, it kind of makes me think that if Ron Rivera – if he was aware that they were up against the wall like that, yeah. he's definitely going to switch to Heineke in the second half. But that didn't happen. I'm going to speak my mind for a second. <laughs> because this team and this organization are an absolute dumpster fire. Of yes. The trash. Yes. I thought he was the. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, I'm done. Stuff, man. I'm done. I'm done. That was it. I would say it. Go. Pile on the trash. That's what you do with trash, right? You throw <laughs> trash on top of trash. Exactly. I can't even find the you are trash button. I'm losing my mind. You are trash! It's so much that, that you can't even pick the thing that's the trashiest about them. Mm. Uh, shit got learned. Uh, for me, man, fans get it. I don't mm. know why I just thought. I, I look at fans sometimes like hooligans. But mm-hmm. fans get it. And this showed a lot. Every... Except for Skip Bayless, I haven't seen anyone else that was just like, uh, you know, show must go on type of stuff. They were just like, whoa, whoa, you know what? There's more mm. to it. There's people behind <laughs> these jerseys and under these helmets. I there is like this that. one other guy. I don't remember his name, but he's an ESPN guy who, who is kind of sort of blaming T. Higgins, which oh, has led on. to some shit. What I'm like, does everyone tell that guy to shut the fuck up? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Now I'm well, stepping yeah, on the, your uh, shit. Uh, that was the thing, though. I was I just wanted to say that uh, <laughs> mm. the the fans get it. That was the thing I learned is that like despite it all, they understand the human part of this uh, game. Mm. That yeah. Sometimes I forget that fans are in tune with that as well. And so uh, <clears throat> that's what I learned this week. What you got? That's a good one. Uh, I learned that as much as you want to believe it, not all wins are created equal. Mm. Yep. And and I'm looking at you, Dallas Cowboys. Um <laughs> they were victorious on Thursday mm-hmm. night after playing a game riddled with mistakes and giveaways. Yeah. After the game they dipped into their barrel of eternal blind optimism. Um <laughs> reached to the bottom of that Salvation Army kettle for a phrase commonly heard throughout the decades <laughs> in the world of sports, which is, hey, a win is a win. A win. <laughs> now, I get that they are caught up in the roller coaster of emotions that comes with, you know, trying to catch the Eagles for that number one overall seed. And while a win is a win might technically be true, I would argue that despite your self-proclamation as you know, America's team. Uh, this mentality is precisely why you always bomb out of the playoffs, both early and often. You're three and 10 in the postseason in the last 25 years. 
you've been to the NFC Championship game. Uh, let's see. Last time you were there, 1995 was the last time you went to the NFC Championship game. Dak, you you personally are one and four in the playoffs. Th- this performance against the depleted Titans team, who were resting players, may have produced the W. But in about two weeks, when the Cowboys play a real football team mm. with all their guys on the field mm. in a winner moves on, uh, loser goes home scenario, this shit will most likely end how it always ends for the Cowboys with yet another predictably uh, early round postseason L. <laughs> I like it. A win is not a win. Mm. <laughs> Scariest AFC team, uh, kind of want to put that on ice a little bit, but for now, because of the situation, I have to say the Chiefs. Mm. But we don't know, man. It could be the Bengals. It could be the Bills. We'll see how they come out of this. What you got? Yeah, in football terms, I, I guess it's the Chiefs. In life, I mean, the Bills are the team that's scaring me the most right now because I'm so afraid this kid is going to fucking die. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I've been really emotional this week. Uh, it's been positive news stuff. though there's been positive it, stuff coming it out. has but it's been yeah it's been earth shattering i yeah. I've, I've found myself kind of in tears or close to tears on numerous occasions this week thinking about this kid yeah um but yeah from a football perspective i i guess i guess the chiefs i don't know man yeah. things seem really weird over there in the afc right now yeah speaking of weird the nfc i wrote who fucking knows <laughs> that's, that's what's talking about something i don't know man it's, yeah. it's been the eagles pretty much all year even preseason i predicted them to go to the super bowl uh who fucking knows man huh. uh, the <laughs> nfc is like sometimes the lions look like scary sometimes the cowboys look scary sometimes the eagles look scary the eagles uh because uh it's been without hurts at the helm i'm gonna st- go with the eagles but that's the only reason Mm. Oh, yeah. And then the 49ers, actually. I forgot about that. They, they... Yeah, I'm going to go 49ers. I, I, know they nearly, I know they nearly dropped this game to the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this was likely their worst defensive performance of the year. But the fact that they figured out a way to win, mm. um, that's what great teams do. Against a team that always figures out how to lose. <laughs> also, yeah, very good point. Oh, well, you just talked about how winning, all wins are created equal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Then we got uh, put some spec on. You got anybody that you want to put some spec on their name? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with Green Bay Packers cornerback Jair Alexander. Ooh. Uh, he, he was gonna be my MVP until that Demar Hamlin stuff mm. happened. So I switched him to put some spec on my name. I feel like it kind of fits for talking mad trash about Justin Jefferson, saying that Jefferson's week one performance against the Packers, where he had nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns, was a fluke. (laughs) And then, I mean, he gives them all that poster board material, Mm -hmm. and then he goes out there and backs it up, holds Jefferson to one reception for 15 yards, Mm. while also hitting him with the gritty. Yes. For good measure. Yes. uh, And causing Jefferson to get so pissed off, he, like, ripped his helmet. He almost... Jefferson almost hit a referee with his helmet accidentally. Um, But he ripped his helmet off and like tried to throw it down and just barely missed hitting a referee in the back. (laughs) Jair Alexander was all up in Mm. Jefferson's feelings. Uh, And I was really impressed. And he was also very respectful after the game. He's like, look, I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson isn't a great wide receiver. All I'm trying to say is that 
I'm a great fucking cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, put some respect on that man's on name. name. <laughs> All right, then we got, I got Kenny Pickett, man. Mm. I feel like it, there was, there's doubters and stuff. It's not the craziest stat line with uh, 15 for 27, 168 yards. It's not that beautiful, but you could see as he was playing, that offense believes in him. That whole team believes in him. Mike Tomlin over there pumped on the side. He's running, scrambling, trying to get some yards, throwing the ball, uh, keeping it from getting intercepted like his uh, like his predecessor would do on a regular mm-hmm. basis in Mitch Trubisky, and beating in a high-intensity playoff game, not playoff uh, game with playoff implications, I should say, against a division rival, came through and did what he had to do. I got to say, Kenny Pickett is telling people, put some respect on my name. It's a good one. Yeah, man. Well, uh, this has been uh, an interesting episode of Spinnerfell. It's hard to like end on a good note or whatever. Um, hmm. so, but we'll, I got some good news for the second uh, episode that we're going to have to do now because, you know, that's how it is. Your boy's yeah. moving, you know? So let's wrap this thing up, man. Um, that's the end of this episode of Spinnerfell. We'll be back very soon, like in a... <laughs> hour or two <laughs> for those of yeah. you that want to check it out right away but this has been John the Rollins give me Zara uh, with another episode of Spin NFL we'll catch y'all soon thanks for checking it out peace lady owl catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.